Welcome to Scale Up and Grow, a podcast from Turning Point Training and Development, where we discuss everything you need to know for your own personal and professional development and growth. Here's your host, Mary Ricketts. Hey, hello, everyone, and welcome back. I am Mary Ricketts with Turning Point Training and Development, and this is our podcast, Scale Up and Grow. Let's get started. I want to talk about something that is so key and so important right now, especially with so many of us looking to keep our jobs, grow where we are, figure out what we're going to do to make it through, get ready for the next year, the next quarter. And one of the things that has come up in several conversations is what about getting promoted? I want to share with you today a foolproof formula for showing your boss that you've got potential. It may not always be feasible for us to change companies, but there are often times that we can look at getting promoted um, or taking on additional responsibilities right where we are that can help us maximize our income potential. And that's what I want you to really think about as we have this quick discussion about showing your boss that you have potential because that is really essential. Whether you are looking to get promoted, whether you're looking to climb up the ladder, or maybe you're just like, you know, I'm getting a little bored with what I'm doing. Maybe I want to take a look at adding on some new responsibilities and I want some new projects. I want to be the one that gets selected for the challenging, the new, the interesting projects that are going on on the team and the organization, or maybe in another department. So naturally being competent at your current position is the best starting point for you. And I know that it can take uh, more than that just to advance. But one of the challenges I've seen is when people want to get promoted, people want more than what they're doing now, but they haven't excelled. I think that's the good word. They haven't mastered what they're currently doing. Now watch this, because I already hear some of your voices saying, but I don't like what I'm doing. Sometimes what has happened is we've taken on a position in a company because that's what was open. That may not be what we really have a desire to do, but that was the door that was open at the time. We know what that's like. You know, I wanted to get my foot in the door at, you know, this Fortune 500 company. So I took on the job that was open, but that's really not what I want to do. But let me help you with something. If you're looking to go past that, you still have to master that current position. So even if you're like, I have a a degree, I know I want to get into management, but I have to start off at, you know, a representative position. You still want to master that because being a leader and getting promoted and taking on additional responsibilities, it doesn't have to require a title change, but people want to know that you're going to excel wherever they place you. Yes, it's going to take more than that, but I want you to really consider and think about what you're doing currently and are you maximizing and excelling in your current position? Because in fact, your boss is probably evaluating you already. They've probably been doing it since you started. Just because they don't say anything to you, don't think that. 
I want to share with you some information that came through on a Harvard survey that found that 98% of companies have some type of system to help identify the high performers. That select group that represents only about 3 to 5% of the workforce. So think about that. Harvard did the, did the survey, right? So 98% of employees are already looking to identify who are going to be the high performers and that that is really only representing about 3 to 5% of the workforce. And it's that's almost kind of challenging that that's really where we are right now, that only 3 to 5% of the workforce is considered high performers. Meanwhile, staying in those same elite ranks is almost as challenging as getting there. And it's kind of like sometimes when we think about the, um, you know, who are the top performers in your current office, you know, in your current company, think about who that is. Think about how long have they been there? Um, and then how difficult is it for them to remain in the top rankings of the company? And just don't think about the sales team. The sales teams is usually easy to think about that because it's numbers and it's easy, you know, to calculate that. But think about your project managers, you know, uh, your HR directors, your HR. Think about every department within your organization, especially if you're in a large company. Who are the high performers? How long have they been there? What do you see that they're doing that maybe others have not? And then also think about what's the challenge of them staying at the top? Because that can be just as challenging as getting there. The same survey found that up to 20% of these same rising stars drop off the list every year. Think about that. Some of those same people that work so very, very hard to get to the top, they're some of the same ones that are going to drop off that list every year. So start fulfilling your ambitions right now, today. Don't wait any longer. Take a look at um, the tips that I'm going to give you here. If you're watching this on YouTube or if you're listening to this on the podcast, just think about this so that you can help stay on track at each stage of your career because they do change. So displaying your potential early in your career is the first thing that we want to look at. Because when you're new on the job, you really want to focus on fitting in and making some great business connections. Think about that. You want to make sure that you're fitting in. The second thing you want to do is support your boss. So strive to make your boss look good. Study their priorities so that you know where to devote your efforts. I'm not talking about being the teacher's pet or being the biggest brown noser on the team, but someone who is intentional about paying attention to me as the CEO of the company, as the leader of the team, um, the department head, They are intentional, either they want to learn, and hopefully they're not taking it threatening, like, oh my goodness, you know, Bob and Sue, you know, and Ralph are trying to get my job, but you really want to focus on them. Here's another one I want you to think about is focus on learning. Keep that big picture in mind as you find out all you can about your company and your industry. You want to ask lots of intelligent questions. 
here's the thing. When someone comes into a company and they're brand new, um, especially if you're brand new to the industry, you've changed industries. I can remember when I did that, my goodness, years ago, <laughs> you know, in 2012, I changed industries. It was a huge difference, but I was hungry. I was eager. I'm reading articles and white papers and books. You have to do the same thing. When you take time to study the industry that you're in, as well as the company that you're working for, what is the history of the company? It would be great for you to come back and ask strategic questions about, you know, hey, I'm curious. I know that we made a change, you know, three years ago from this to this, you know, can you help me understand the direction that we're heading now? And I want you to also consider being observant, pay attention, not as a snitch would pay attention, but as someone who wants to learn as much as they possibly can about what is going on in their industry and the company. And you have to read the latest news. You want to know what is going on right now. What happened three years ago is awesome and we want to understand that, but think about it moving forward. Here's number four for you. Ask for feedback. Learn about yourself as well. So invite others to let you know what they think about your work and your performance. Here's a tough thing. You want to be open to criticism and thank your colleagues for their comments. If you heard something in the team meeting that didn't quite agree with you, be okay in asking, you know what, I didn't think of it that way. Can you share, you know, share your thoughts with me on that? Because everyone thinks different. This is where diversity within your organization, within your team is so important. Not just race and ethnicity, but you want different minds, people with different experiences around you as a colleague so that you can perfect and grow your skill set and, and your experiences as well. Here's the next one. I want you to act on your knowledge. For your lessons that you learn to have an impact, you need to translate that into action. If something that you worked on or a project that you worked on went well, you want to learn how and why it went well. And the same thing if it went the other direction. If you didn't do so great on a project or something that you were working on fell through and it didn't come to fruition, you need to think about the why and the how because you need to learn from that and then you need to translate that into action. You want to analyze information to discover its practical applications. If you just went through a, a team meeting or a board meeting um, or department something and you're in there and you're half paying attention or you're not taking notes, I'm really challenged about, are you really ready to take on new projects? How are you showing your boss that you are attentive and being intentional about what you're looking for? You want to make a list of takeaways each time you pick a coworker's brain or if you're attending a conference, 
you want key takeaways for you. I often tell people, it doesn't mean that the whole conference or the whole meeting is really going to trigger you for something, but you want to make sure that you've got enough nuggets written down that one, it was worth your time. It was worth the company's time to send you to the conference. If you are doing something in a virtual um, webinar or a virtual class or something on demand, you ought to have enough information that you could share with someone else what you got out of it. Here's the lot. Number six, be humble. Let your actions speak for themselves. I can remember uh, a hilarious quote that I saw one day, and it was something like this, and I know I'm just going to paraphrase it, but it, it was basically saying, you know, hustle in silence. And let your work speak for you. I should not have to tell someone every day. Let me give you a list of everything that I accomplished today. Let your actions speak for themselves. Let your results speak volumes about what you're doing to contribute to the team. And and be okay sharing credit with others. If someone comes to you and says, hey, Mary... Robert, you two did a great job on this project, and you know you didn't do it by yourself. You need to step in and say, oh, you know what, we did, but we could not have done it without our entire team. So we want to also make sure that we thank, you know, blah, 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 blah. You want to include people because guess what? Usually the person giving you the compliment already knows that you didn't do it by yourself. And when people stand and try and take the credit, for something that they didn't do all by themselves, it really will make you look very selfish in the long end. And people don't forget that. Keep in mind, displaying your potential later in your career is a little bit different than what we just talked about for those who are just stepping into a new career. As a seasoned professional, your competence tends to be taken for granted. Here's what I mean by that. Oftentimes, when we've been on our job for a significant amount of time, depending on your industry, your position and title, sometimes people forget. They forget all about your resume. <laughs> they forget all about, you know, the skill sets that they wanted this person to have to take on this position. And sometimes they forget. They forget what you're really good at. It's okay, but keep in mind, they forgot it. Maybe you did too. <laughs> so now you're more likely to be appreciated for intangibles like leadership and vision. So think about that. You want to make sure that you are doing the best that you can every single day and let your skill sets show. Here's how I want you to think about doing that. Develop a specialty. Be prepared to let go of some responsibilities so you can leverage your strengths. If you are already set in your head, Mary, I'm not sure what my strengths are. One thing to look at is your latest uh, performance reviews, especially if you don't agree with them. But look at your latest performance reviews. If they really look off compared to what you think your skill set is, then you've got a gap somewhere. If you look at your latest performance review and you're like, you know what, this is right on point. Take a look at that. You know, hey, where are my strengths? These are my weaknesses. This may, it may be something I'm just really not good at. And that's okay as well. But you want to take a moment and identify what you're 
good at as well as what it is you really like to do. Just because I'm good at it doesn't mean I enjoy doing it. And for the time being, you may have to, but keep that in mind as you're starting to look at moving up the ladder or taking on additional responsibilities. And then I want you to also think about providing some, getting some quality feedback, okay? Consider getting some really good quality feedback from your peers and from others that you're working with because you want to, you want to be sure that you are in the right place, in the right position, doing the best that you can so that you can really position yourself for what you really want to do. Remember, we're talking about what you can do to let your boss really see all of your potential because that is important. And keep in mind, they're already evaluating you. They're looking at you from the very, very beginning when you first got there. All right, now back to the people who have maybe been on their job for a little bit of time and we're looking at you being a little bit more seasoned than someone else in in your position, okay? Here's what I want you to think of. As a seasoned professional in your position is really that developing that specialty. Don't forget that. The next thing I want you to really focus on is provide a role model. Now is a great time for you to give back. Think about the qualities that you admire in your own role models at your company and adapt them to suit your style. So consider reaching out to the new hires and offering constructive feedback to your peers. This is where we used to call like, you know, peer-to-peer evaluations and peer-to-peer mentoring. It is an excellent tool. And here's the thing, don't just consider those that you really get along with well. Consider those that maybe you all don't see eye to eye often because sometimes that's the best place that you can get your growth. Here's the next thing I want you to think about. How can you motivate others? Encourage others to pursue their passions. Just like you want to go after yours, consider other people on your team. Not in a position, but think about others that are on your team. How can you encourage them to pursue their passions and provide the employees that you manage with opportunities to learn and grow? Empower them with meaningful work. One of the best things we can do if we are in a leadership position is help position and build the next leadership team. If you are out of a job, there's going to be another door that opens for you. But watch this. If you really think about some of the best leaders that you have surrounded yourself with, they were probably grooming and mentoring someone else to become a phenomenal leader for them. Think about how important that would be for you. Think about that. All right, one more I want to take a look at when it comes to those of us that are already in a seasoned position. Actually, we give you two more. I want you to serve as an ambassador because your behavior reflects on your company. As you deal with clients, as you're dealing with um, the general public, including your vendors that you work with, and ensure 
you understand the mission statement so that you can put those values into action. I can remember you know, 30 years ago at AT&T when we would, you know, do we know our mission statement and our value statement? And half of us be like, no, we don't. But here would be the next question. Does the boss know it? And are those actions being demonstrated on a daily basis? Oftentimes not. So why don't you, regardless of your position and title, consider that. Serve as an ambassador. The next thing I want to share with you is taking risks. You can act like an entrepreneur even if someone else owns the company. Because the sensible risks that will allow you to stretch your skill set and enhance your company's position Guess what? It's if you act like you're the entrepreneur and you own the company. So start off small and learn from experience so you can fine tune your judgment over time. It's easy for us to sit back and critique others. But when there's a crisis or when there's some a major shift that's going on in your organization, think about what you would do. You know, keep yourself a small journalist like, hey, you know, this is what happened today. Here's how I think it should be handled. And then watch and see how leadership handles it. And then look at the results. Be attentive. But consider taking ownership just a little bit. Here's what I want to leave you with. I want you to demonstrate your potential to your boss. When you do this, this will help you gain recognition and promotion without you feeling like you're having to jockey for the position, beg for the position, or, you know, become very adamant and aggressive about it's time for me to take on new responsibilities. So consider these tips, whether you're early in your career or whether you are seasoned within what you're doing, because the early years of your career are really an ideal time for you to position yourself for success by strengthening your performance. Later, you can count on your boss's business savvy and close relationships that you're going to build to help you excel as a leader. I'm Mary Ricketts with Turning Point Training and Development. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast, Scale Up and Grow. If you have not done so yet, stop like, share it, leave a comment, leave a question. Love to find out what you're thinking about this. We'll talk to you soon. Have a phenomenal week. And don't forget, show your boss your potential. Talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to this episode of Scale Up and Grow from Turning Point Training and Development. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any future episodes. In the meantime, check out all of our on-demand training courses at turning-point.newzendler.com. That's turning-point.newzendler.com.